The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. It is Nebraska Preps post game. We're on Thursday. Today's Thursday, right? I think so, yeah. I get them. <laughs> I know you're, you're very deep in camps. They're, they're <laughs> starting to kind of run together, so it's like, what are we really doing? But uh, I believe it's a Thursday. We are deep in camp, man. So welcoming you in on another week. Now, this time, I think we can commit. Fall NEB preps will be on Tuesdays as long as pressers are okay. Is that the caveat? Yeah, that's what we got to figure out because I think volleyball press conference are going to be a Tuesday now. So, I don't know. We'll have to figure out. We'll we'll see what our schedules are. I don't even have any problems with Monday if you don't. But I just want to keep us safe because I know Monday is going to be a football presser too. Yeah, well. We'll have to figure that out. I have honestly, I have no idea. So I guess I take back the whole safely. Yeah, can't safe commit thing. to it, but we'll figure it out. We will get you shows. It, I, we won't go further than Wednesday because then it goes from a preview to almost a recap. And, and obviously, games already happened. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't. So we, we, so do we don't want to do that. Yeah. But here we go as we transition into football. As you hear my voice, it is L terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> um, but I, I'll condition back into it it's like everything else so is that the sign of a good practice or a bad one so maybe it's just that i talk too much i don't know (laughs) because i feel like um i feel like we're we're moving at a good clip you know it's a it's an experienced bunch so that helps especially defensively where we bring back nine starters so uh now we're into where we can kind of play some games and and add wrinkles and the verbiage is pretty short you know, I kind of hearken it to, like, you know, Creighton basketball where they will be two, three steps ahead in terms of their efficiency just because there's some familiarity there. And you've got and guys like Christian and um, Keenan Cotton and Campbell. Uh, Campbell are guys that have Great been call. in the program for a year now. So Great now call. They, they not only are they coming back as returning impact players, but – They've been in the program. They know all the standards and yep. everything. Now they're just building off that. Yeah, so th- that, that, that was, that's, that's spot on. That's 100% spot on. I was telling um, the guys this this morning, it's seldom that you lose a great coach like Coach Freund and get another great coach in Coach Lamangi. 
and their styles are very, very opposite, but the message is the same. It is chemistry. It is brotherhood. It is attention to detail. Love one another, groom young men. But the manner in which they do it is vastly, vastly different. Um, Coach Samaji, you know, he's the – He's the love on you. Put your arm around you. Make sure he's talking to you. He's going to get your your attention. Coach Freund is kind of the cerebral assassin, um, kind of the wait-and-see mode. He's very good at discernment, so he knows how to talk to different people different ways. It's more than one way to skin a cat, but it, uh, it's been something. It has definitely been something. How's it feel now, this uh, – obviously, you just – you guys started camp a little later than some of the others because you're not playing a week zero game, but yeah. getting closer now. We're yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really good, right? We're starting to get into – we will have a good, thorough scrimmage tomorrow. Saturday will be – we'll still go in full pads, but it will be a conditioning, go over, not walk through, jog through. I mean, we have pictures and all that, so you got to get all the extra out of the way. And then even though we don't play next week – We'll get on a regular game week where Monday will be, you know, installed. Tuesday, Wednesday, work days. Thursday will be our actual scrimmage. And then Friday we'll go back. We'll flip-flop Thursday, Friday. But, um, you know, we want to get out and see prep in Bellevue West. And there's so many – well, not so many. There's a few good games in week zero. And this is one of the things – I don't know how you'd feel about this. Maybe you'd say it's how much experience you have. But do you want – 95% of the time, I would say, get the, the game under your belt. This time, I'll take the film. <laughs> Just because we're so experienced. Yeah. Like, I'll take the film of getting prep and another f- week of film of Bellevue West because we have them in week three. Yeah. Then I will opening up against prep as our first game yeah. and having it be their second. Yeah, how about the opening of the season for prep? Yeah, they Jeez. got so in West, West Side, Gretna, right? And, yeah. And then Millard, Millard South, Millard, or Millard, Millard North. And, and then Millard South. West. West. That's what it is. Millard so North, it's Millard like, West. yeah, I mean, you could have a very, very good prep team and the record may not reflect it, but they're young they're too. They're very young. They, yeah. I, I, you know, I talked to, I used to coach a couple of the guys in back, like Tay-Tay, some of these guys that are, maybe can play as freshmen. I don't remember prep having five or six, seven freshmen that could dress and contribute. I, that's rare territory over there on Western. But uh, as we kind of dive into our Class A preview at least here this week, we, I think we got to start with the Warriors right off the top and uh, reigning champion uh, running it back. He said nine stars back on defense, got a lot back on offense too, arguably – Got the best quarterback uh, in the state, Anthony Rizak. Over 2,200 yards last year, 67% completion rate. Um, ran for uh, uh, over 1,100 yards. 19 touchdowns through the air, 19 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, just a phenomenal season, dual threat. Uh, and we were talking beforehand, he was your main running uh, threat last year. Sounds like Jamez Ross coming back at running back uh, is poised for a great season, really made a big leap in the offseason. Uh, ran for 687 yards and 10 touchdowns last year, a little under five yards a carry. Also caught 13 balls for 160 yard and 61 yards and two touchdowns. They're kind of a dual threat guy out of the backfield, and sounds like you expect a big year out of him. Yeah, so I, I think you could make the case. Um, you know, uh, all – 
all biased aside, if if our offensive um, kind of MVP so far in camp, like if I just go by, like, you know, you give shout-outs after practice and the peers can shout-out guys. If it hasn't been Anthony Rezac or Caleb Benning on offense, you could easily make the case it's been Jamez Ross. He may have had the best summer of any of the aforementioned. He's down 21 pounds. Uh, he played at 202, 203 last year. He's 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 about 182 right now. He looks fantastic. He's he had the real good seven on seven stretch with the high schools, and he's he's got that burst back. He's very elusive. He's a really good downhill runner, and he was disappointed, you know, in in how he played a year ago, and he put the burden on himself to get back in peak physical shape, and and uh, I'm telling you, he is. Uh, we have to figure out how to run the ball from the running back spot. Yeah. It can't just be Rezac and QB run game, right? It's got to be – we have to be able to hand the football off with traditional run game, and he's going to play a big factor in that. And then I guess another question is you got so many dynamic athletes. Yeah. Is how many of these guys play two ways and how, how often does that work? Because you've got a lot of options because obviously Teddy Rezac, uh, leading returning receiver – um, 414 yards, four touchdowns last year. Caleb, we saw what he did just playing four games in the, in the state title game at receiver. Keenan Cotton um, kind of got his feet wet last year, caught 15 balls. Um, he's obviously got some speed there. Um, so you got three guys. Those are your three best defensive backs as well uh, yeah. coming back. So, and <laughs> they, could, they also might be your three best receivers. Trevor Spady, another guy that can play Great call. defense and offense, big tight end. Um, you talk about how versatile, versatile you expect him to be for you guys. Chris, Christian Jones, Grant Beitler. Right tight end too, both ways. Like, you got a lot of guys. I think that those are the decisions you guys are going to have to figure out, all right, what's the best way to keep these guys fresh but also get the most out of them. Yeah, that's it's a good problem to have. Yeah, and I think, you know what, and it's a good distinction because people – on the surface, and this is, you know me, I'm always going to keep it 100, right? On the surface, it seems like a luxury, but what you have to have is you have to put your egos to the side because as a staff, you have to game plan. Hey, listen, you know, we're in 20 personnel or we're in 21 personnel or we're going to go 10, and this week we have to do this, and, you know, this is how we have to have our balance or because we have to play like this on defense, this is how we'll have to attack it on offense. And guys are willing to put that aside you know, some days we'll be in 12 personnel. Well, you'll see Spady and Christian Jones playing a lot of tight end and, and Jamez Ross in the backfield. That means defensively I have to have a couple of other outside linebackers ready, Nick Anglum or, or Quentin Warren or some of these guys. And those guys have to give up a little on defense, Christian and Trevor. Some weeks it'll be just the opposite. Yeah. Hey, we're in 10 personnel, right? We're not using a lot of tight ends, so we'll be heavy here defensively. So I think the communication and humility – like from the staff will be will be pretty cool too. We got to figure out our special teams too. So that's 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 kind of the thing. We're, we were pretty spoiled last yeah, two years. Hard, yeah, hard to replace uh, what you had at, at kicker there. Um, and it wasn't but, just Alvano, right? I mean, Will Deputer, our snapper. Long snapper, he's in Nebraska too. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. So I talked to Will uh, Monday. You know, and he was really fighting to make the 105. And he said when he got to now. Yeah, when he yeah, you're right. Thank you. When he got to camp, you know, he was asking some of those yeah. collegian guys, those returners, "Hey, what were, what were your pop times? What were your get-off times?" And you know, they were telling him his times and he's like, "Man, as we were doing that in high school a year and a half ago." And I used to tell him last year, I said, "You guys have no idea how good you Marty Mormino our punter who was the holder, Will was the snapper, and obviously Tristan is our kicker." 
are, are good, right? You could cheat the protection a little because you're getting it off so fast in the punt game. Your 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 place kicking game was really crisp. We those holds and snaps were always on point. We have, we've we've had to work really really hard. Fortunately, we're out of school, but one third, one third, one third. Heck, our special teams. You know, the second practice, which can only be an hour, and you can't sprint, and it can only be, you know, forty five percent of that, fifty percent we give to special teams. They get twenty percent in the mornings, right? So it's like. Special teams is really, really important to us. And how you feeling about trenches, obviously, on both sides? You got some guys coming back, but you yeah. also lost some key players. We did. Uh, Only two starters sides. coming yeah. back on offense, but we got another three that played a ton uh, on the offensive line. So we'll be able to play seven right now. So I feel pretty good about that. Maybe eight, depending on what we do with Cam Bell, right? We talk about another two-way guy. He's, he's arguably one of the best defensive linemen in the state. We flip him over and play guard for us. Um, our starting linebacker, Johnny Hurtado, has made the move, can play some guard for us. His brother did it as a senior in 2019 and 20 with Cole Payton, where he went from, um, you know, fullback to O-line, D-line. It's being unselfish is in the Hurtado name. So, um, you know, offensive line is another is, is another place that we got to continue to grow. Yeah. And obviously Westside bringing a lot back. Uh, not necessarily the case for uh, their opponent in the, the state title game uh, with Gretna. Uh, <laughs> you lose a guy like Zane Flores, uh, who basically deal. defined that program the last few years. But they, got, they had a lot of seniors. That defense was absolutely stacked with dynamic seniors. Uh, but they've got some good pieces back. Uh, obviously, Flores is one of the best we've seen, but Alex Wilcoxon, I think, is ready to, to step in there. 100% good. So competitive, such a gamer. I'd ride with him. They just found ways to use him last yeah. year because he was a good enough football player that, yeah, he's our backup quarterback, but we need to get him on the field. He threw six passes, completed all six for 44 yards and a touchdown, ran the ball 16 times for 138 yards and a touchdown, and also caught two passes for 45 yards uh, and, and a touchdown. Oh, and also uh, played cornerback there. Um, really, and, really and good player. 31 tackles and five interceptions. Yeah. Uh, you know, they get a healthy Joey Veith back, who yep. just committed to South That's Dakota State. State. Um, you know, Calvin Jansen up front, who's a guy that a lot of people like, right? Yeah. I mean, he's on a lot of people's radar as a big-time Power 5 prospect. Um, you know, yeah. they got Weber I back. Weber the, back at running back. Yeah, a little pocket Hercules, yeah. man. He's a little muscle head. He, he really runs the rock. Almost 1,000 yards last year while playing with a quarterback who threw it as much as Zane did. Uh, 928 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, also, uh, a threat on the backfield caught 16 passes, 167 yards, and two scores. So They're so well coached, yeah. too. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult team to prepare for and, and, and play against. Yeah, and I think Michael Sheaf was their top returning uh, receiving threat. Uh, 16 passes, 246 yards, two touchdowns last year. But they, they've got so much to replace on defense. The top eight tacklers are gone, and 29 of their 31 sacks are gone. And that's, that's what was so special about this defense. Their front. The, the Corver Demas. I mean, those guys are Mason so – Mason Goldman. Goldman, Her Monster. Her yeah, Harrison Weber. Like, they had so many dudes in that front seven that uh, just made life miserable for opposing teams. So, they, that's – a lot to replace. Obviously, the school split, too. They had some guys that went over to East. Yeah, I don't I, – I, in my head, I don't know how you feel about this, but in my head, I don't think they'll feel that until next that, yeah, year. Yeah, those are more young guys. Than but you're right. I mean, ultimately, we've seen how school splits work. It can, pool. It, can, it can take a little out of you.
But, yeah, it's I mean, obviously good coaching staff out there. You still expect them to be in the mix. They've got enough playmakers there. It's just a matter of can we. I still think that's a top five program. I really do. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, and we'll get to, you know, the Elkhorn South and, and obviously probably the number one or the number two team in the state, depending on what you think about Westside, Bellevue West, who uh, up next. Yeah let's, yeah, yeah, let's get to them next. Obviously, uh, we know all the skill position talent they're returning. Danny yeah. Kalen, almost 3,200 yards last year, completed 64% of his passes, 36 touchdowns and just seven interceptions. Had two touchdowns on the ground. He started to run a little bit more as the season went on. Uh, Isaiah McMorris, uh, <laughs> almost 1,300 yards last year. Yeah. 90 receptions. Be- became, their, became their primary receiver. He was wide receiver one. And early on in the season, it was, he was kind of like they were – he was still figuring out, obviously yeah. trans- transferring over from Middle North, figuring out like the standards, what it took to play there. Early on, it wasn't like he was – you'd have a drop or run a wrong route, pull him out. Season went on, he locked in and just oh, became yeah. so dynamic for them. And obviously, you've got Davon Hall on the other side, almost almost a thousand yards himself last year, had eleven touchdowns, sixteen yards per. Uh, Weird when you have a four star that some people consider an afterthought. He is <laughs> uber talented, and he looks the part. I think the track season really helped him and kind of dialed back in, committing to being at Bellevue West. He's a specimen. And you got Ben Goodwater, uh, kind of the slot receiver. He's the X factor. Really. So, as a coach, playing those guys, watching him on tape, he's the guy that we got to account for. And we'll see whatever it is that they do in the backfield. But I I really, really like Goodwater. Yeah. And CJ Goff is probably that guy at running back coming back, at least their most experienced at. Because obviously they had some injuries and some, Mm -hmm. some issues at running back last year where they. They ran through a few different guys, and every basically everybody they plugged in at that spot produced. And uh, golf last year, 559 yards, seven touchdowns on the ground, caught 11 balls for 67 yards and another touchdown through the air, capable of being a dual-threat guy out of that backfield, which you got to be able to do in, in that Bellevue West offense. Uh, so they got a lot of pieces back. Offensive line, obviously, was they were kind of figuring out as they went last year. They got some guys back now. Yeah, a bit I more mean, their, their top eight guys are back. Yep. That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, you know, guys like – Jacob Rowe. See if they can get a full season out of Jacob after kind of getting his feet west last year. So I saw him last or two weeks ago in Lincoln at the barbecue for the recruiting deal. And Jacob, I don't know if you're going to recognize him. He looks sensational. He is trim. He was smiling. He very good. He and you know where my heart is for yeah. for for Jacob. He he looks sensational. Tough situations going on with the family and. Yeah. And, and coping with a lot, but uh, young Mr. O'Rope looked fantastic. Happy for him that he made that decision last year because it seems like he really has, now that he's in, he's like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. Isn't it That's, weird how universally, like we're not four, obviously I'm at Westside, but you know I'm four kids. You're obviously four kids. Universally, coaches across the Metro, they cheer for Jacob O'Rope. doesn't matter if he's a, he's a friend or a foe, like you, you cheer for Jacob O'Rope. So that that offense is going to be good. Question is going to be defense. New coordinator, got some changes there. Uh, yeah, some Asher Jenkins is probably kind of the first guy yeah, he's a stud. to name on, on defense. Absolute stud. F- 56 tackles last year, eight and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, an interception, three passes defense, blocking an extra point. Very, very versatile. Kind of all over the place. Yeah, very uh, versatile. He's kind of a jack of all trades. Yeah. Master of a lot. I know that's not how the saying goes, but he's pretty legit. And. T.J. Whaley is a guy, tight end, um, he can play some defense, I believe, too. Um, Stanley Hader, uh, kind of edge rusher there, had five and a half tackles for a loss, a couple of sacks, 
forced a couple of fumbles last year. Arif Evans Jr. They got a couple of young guys, Caprice yeah. Keith, Arif Evans Jr. That got their feet wet. Uh, Arif especially played down the stretch last year um, at defensive back. Um, so guys are going to be sophomores that um, I, I think will play more this year and be uh, an important part of what they do. So we'll see kind of how uh, how that defense can kind of make up some ground this year. Because again, obviously we know how dynamic that offense is going to be. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Uh, lots of places to go. we got to go to Elkhorn South, though, because I think, like, if there's a radar and it kind of beeps, it's like, boop, boop. They're under the radar, but not for coaches in the Metro that know what this sta- Coach Rosenberg and his staff are about. That's a fantastic team on paper. Yeah, it's tough because, like, they lost, like Cole Ballard and um, uh, Jackson Moore Swan, those guys were – and obviously the defensive line, the seniors they had up front on, on defense and played a little bit of offense too. Like those guys were like the faces of that program. They did so much for them. But you kind of look a little bit closer, and they got some guys around those guys that maybe weren't the featured guys last year, but showed that they're capable of being dynamic players and, and helping them out. And obviously it starts with the quarterback and Carson Rahner. Um, oh, he's sensational. Committed to Holy, Gro- Holy Cross for college, um, I believe it was. Uh, last year, uh, first year as a starter there, completed almost 60% of his passes, 1,602 yards, um, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions, uh, carried the ball 43 times for 468 yards and four scores. So he's the guy that in year two, and obviously part of it is the skill guys and everything, everybody's got to do their part, but for them to be as good as you think they can be, he's got to he's step forward. There is no Cole Boward. They've got some running some options at running back, but nobody's going to be what Cole Boward was for that team last year. So Ronner's now got to be not the changeup. He's got to be the guy that drives their offense. Last year was kind of like, we're going to hammer you, hammer you, Boward, and then Ronner's going to hit you with a deep ball to, to Moore Swan there and we'll oh, get the touchdown over Absolutely. The top. So if they can get vertical in that passing game and kind of add that dimension, that, that, that's because they're going to be good up front, right, Ashton? They, I mean, they're just, they're just strong. Little Prohaska, I shouldn't say Little Prohaska, but he's his own man now. And I saw where he committed to Northwest, Northwest Missouri, Missouri State. State. That is a heck of a get and a team that's used to winning titles, man. So good on, good on those guys for grabbing Prohaska. Yeah, in the backfield, uh, Brady uh, Bousquet and Gavin Shanahan, who both played um, last year in backup Sh- roles. Shanahan will make a case maybe for one of the top 2025 20, guys in the backfield. Good good player, really good player. Yeah, he had 247 yards and three touchdowns last year. Bousquet who's going to be a senior or is a senior now, or school's basically starting up, crazy. Uh, 364 yards and five touchdowns. So both those guys got uh, – Got some good experience last year, kind of mixed them in there uh, behind Boward, and now those guys will be the ones kind of carrying the load for them. Got to figure out um, the, the skill positions. Uh, Luke Hoskinson's top returning receiver 
315 yards and a touchdown last year. Again, Morris Swan was like anytime yeah. it's like you need you need to go to the air, it's going to Jackson. And more often than not, he came down with the ball. So they're going to have to find uh, some guys to, to fill that out. Um, I believe Ian Scratis is a guy committed. Like uh, him a ton. Going to play probably both ways in the back end for them out wide. Um, mentioned Prohaska. He'll play some tight end for them uh, as well, well as defensive line. And they've, up front, they got Ben Gustafson, uh, giant tackle. Oh, he's so, such a big kid. Murphy, Austin Stroh, Parker. Like, they got a lot of guys up front uh, on the offensive line. They, like you said, they should be able to control things in the trenches. And then Murphy, he's going to have a huge year. Obviously, Maverick Noonan was kind of the, the face of that team. You had Noah Buster, uh, really good. Uh, kind of the unsung hero, there. yeah. But now, now Murphy's that main guy, and he had a little bit of everything, 37 tackles, five for loss, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, fumble recovery last year. You got Prohaska, who hopefully can put together a full, healthy season, rushing on, uh, off that other end. Um, they'll definitely be good uh, on defense again. So, yeah, it's just a matter of kind of, all right, what kind of step forward does Roner take? Yeah. And yep. can, he find, can he find some dynamic options out wide? For Let him? me ask you something real quick about them if you're coach rosenberg and that offensive staff do you just do what you do or do you try to next level and get some chunk plays in the passing game to get you over the hump because they've been close for three consecutive years it, it's got to be like the players have to dictate that if if they're if ron is showing like hey he's consistently making these throws and you got someone that can get open you got to do it um, you got to show you got to be versatile on offense to, yeah. to go as far as you got to be able to do it both ways. Kind of the one-dimensional with how dynamic so many of these offenses are, um, you, you got to be able to do both. And so that's like that's what I'm talking about. A lot, a lot of this, I think, how good they can be comes down to Ronner and the, and the leap that he, he's going to make because he's got to be the leader of that team, one of the best returning quarterbacks in the state. Let's go to let's go to Millard and work our way from Pacific to Q to further west of Q. <laughs> Start with Miller North. I mean, that, that's a team on paper. That junior class was sensational, right? Everybody loved the freshmen, that, them as freshmen when they came in with Vermas and Mooberry, and uh, they were pretty star-studded. But, man, it just seems like – it just seems like – they're better up front than than kind of some of the experts think. Yeah, um, and, and again, that was a team last year that um, should have been in the playoffs. Yeah, they, man, they, they had some. They gave you guys as tough a battle as anybody during the regular yeah, season. Yeah, I was at I th that one. weren't we down at? Were we, we were down yeah. at the half, right? Yep. Yeah, they gave us fits on offense up front. That, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, they they got. Uh, you mentioned some of those those young guys like uh, Vermas and Mooberry. Uh, Mooberry. Um, I know he had uh, some uh, offseason surgery, hoping to see him fully healthy because he yeah. played. And he played through a lot last and year. And he's still growing, right? He had double labrum surgery, uh, and I and I like him up front. You know, N not as name brandy up front with Miller North, but a team. Unfortunately, they're on our schedule. <laughs> Deltas fits, but. Miller North's a thing that I think is 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 will be firmly in the square of people's top ten, but maybe not may not garner the attention that they should. Yeah, and so you look at it, um, returning their top three rushers and carries, um, and you've got Mooberry who you can play uh, a multitude yeah, places. Uh, only had 14 catches last year because obviously they don't throw it a ton, but 
it feels like all 14 of those were highlighted. Well, like, he had a couple level. on us where he kind of head tapped a few folks before he got banged <laughs> up. But uh, we got we definitely got to find where he is on the football field. Yeah, so we'll see kind of how, how good can they be up front knowing the type of offense they want to run. You got to be able to control things in the trenches. And then how consistent can they get at quarterback? It's a very powerful offensive and defensive line. Again, not the name brand star studded, but, but really, really good. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see if how many of those guys are ready to take a leap, what, what that looked like, but they've definitely got some dynamic athletes. And, and they're in a good spot too, right? Mooberry and Vermas are the headliners, but I think the attention goes to the school just to the southwest of them, of the three Millard schools, and those are the Patriots at Millard South. Yeah, and it's a team that it's – Got a lot coming back uh, experience, but they also got a lot of young guys that are pushing that, that'll be hard to replace Cozio, isn't it? We'll yes. see if this if Coach Wisdom truly has a plug and play deal because Cozio was so good and they weren't successful last year when he didn't play. And, and that that was the deal where they um, Cozio uh, wasn't there. They had to find some other options and uh, started with Brock Murtaugh and then he got hurt and then they cycled through a few different guys, but. The, the silver lining of that is a guy like Jet Tomala got to get his feet wet. As yeah, that quarterback battle is going to be pretty good, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and he's a guy that he, he came in and uh, – what was that game? Um, was it Gretna or – I forgot who it was, but when uh, Tomala came in and yeah. kind of made as his an, uh, debut. And as a freshman. You can see, he like, is like, oh, yeah, it looks like a freshman out there. But he settled in and he started, like, letting the ball rip as the game went on. Ended up putting up uh, a bunch of yards in that game. Sure, that, that was huge for him. They get that experience kind of going into the offseason, like, all right, that's what it, take, it takes to be a Class A quarterback. And I think, for, I think for him, they have such good offensive concepts. If he gets good command of it, he should have some success because some of the stuff they do philosophically, it's, it's pretty legit. And, and, you, and you get to sprinkle that in with a guy like Feller and Jackson. That's, yeah. Uh, you got some options. Yeah, going to start up front uh, uh, with Nolan Feller in that running game and a good offensive line in front of him. Uh, Feller had 764 yards, six touchdowns last year. Um, not, not, not the biggest guy in the world, but he runs tough. Oh, and, yeah. And I know he committed somewhere. I forgot where. Minnesota uh, State. Minnesota State. There we go. So, yeah. um, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, he, he kicked our tail and when we were in seventh and eighth grade yeah. in the, in the junior pa- for the junior pages when they won the championship. And um, just so happens he's, he's my buddy's nephew so it's like I've been paying attention to him since he's been young yeah and then Marion Jackson mentioned AJ at receiver there uh, yeah, really they, they got to replace year. five of their top six but if you're going to come back with a young pup that's experienced take AJ yeah. 491 yards and five touchdowns as a freshman uh, and I think got pretty good chemistry if Tomala ends up being the guy yeah. there those two same class they, they played I'm sure they played a lot together this offseason seven on seven um, and then another guy, kind of young guy, again, to watch out for, another one of those sophomores, tight end, Isaac Jensen. He's oh, got a yeah. chance to be a big Great impact call. player for them this year. Um, I good think he's a guy who had a good offseason. I didn't, I, didn't play much last year. but I thought you were so dialed in on hoops, man. <laughs> I, that's, that's a good one. See, again, like that's, those are the guys that I catch, the, the dual threat guys. Like Isaac had a good summer in basketball, too, and had, had to miss a lot because he was playing football because that's his main sport. So. Uh, but big 6'5", uh, good, good athlete, um, so he'll help them out. And then defense, they've got a lot. Uh, JR uh, on the defensive line coming back. So good. 77 tackles so as good. a defensive lineman. I feel bad. I want to call him Fernando, but I don't know him well enough to go there. But 
I'll just go with Jr. But I'm. You ask our staff. You go over to 88th and Pacific and say, "Hey, who's the one guy that keeps you up at night from a year ago?" It is. It's definitely Jr. Eleven tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, two fumble recoveries. Uh, obviously, they lose Lance Rucker, who one of the better Ed guys uh, in the state last year. But you bring back uh, him. Um, you bring back Adam Pugh. Uh, Good player. 30 tackles, eight and a half for loss, five sacks last year. Then in the back end, you got uh, a guy like Delon Jones, who had a good offseason for them, playing seven on seven. Um, ha- had five passes defense, uh, an interception last year, um, 28 tackles. Um, uh, Nazair Jasenu, um, 48 tackles, two tackles for loss, three passes defense, fumble fours, fumble recovery. So you've got some, you've got experience in the back end and up front uh, on that defensive side of the ball. So. Yeah, Miller South, depending, depending on how, off, how ready those sophomores are to make the leap and how impactful they can be to kind of round out the death, but they've got some really good key pieces to, to build around for sure. Yeah, let's, let's take it a couple blocks further out west and go with Millard West. Part of that, so we kind of threw them in and not as a kind of an oh, by the way, but part of that gauntlet of a prep schedule they 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 bring back peterson at quarterback you lose a a good young player at quarterback but how kind of the pieces are in place for them to if they can get it together up front maybe can kind of return to what coach peterson is used to yeah and i didn't get to see much of them last year kind of who are uh, who are the guys that you like coming back they're gonna kind of so I think it, I, th- I think it starts at the quarterback spot with 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 Peterson. He's a good dual threat guy. We saw them; they were so battle tested last year. You know, they played a lot of close games, uh, just trying to get over the hump with kind of what happened. Tough schedule. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they they played a really really tough schedule, and so they're in the the second half of that. Uh, this year where, you know, the schedule goes in twos and it kind of just flip-flops. But, you know, with, with what I think they're, they're, they're bringing to the table, um, they're, they're typically well-coached. So, I mean, you got to think, I, I like Keegan Mountain, uh, who's going to be a really, really good player for them, who has been. Jackson Williams, receiver. Ja- yeah, he, boy, is he a handful. <laughs> um, quick as a hiccup. They have really good skill guys. For them, it's, you know, and how Coach Peterson likes to coach, it's all about being in the trenches. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how they handle it. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Crane Prep, how much they lost. They lost almost everybody. They got Tony Coniglio kind of settled in at quarterback. And yeah, and I, and I assume he's going to be the yeah, guy. Um, 372 yards, uh, one touchdown last year, ran the ball, 78 yards. Um, yeah, Michael Burke coming back at tight end, obviously committed to Iowa. Yeah, he's a handful. Gonna, obviously, was more of an inline guy last year. They're going to need him to be more of a receiving threat. Uh, they're going to have to. They're going to have to play some young yeah. guys. Yeah, Jacob Ruby at running backs. They're leading returning rusher out, uh, otherwise out, out, at running back position with just 77 yards and a touchdown. Zach Mc, yeah, Zach McClay is a guy on defense coming back. That's their most experienced player. Um, 69 tackles, two and a half for loss, two picks. Three pass defense, a forced fumble, three fumble recovery. So he's all over the place there on that back end. But outside of those guys, there's not a lot of guys coming back that played varsity, got real minutes for them last year. So it's going to be a very young team, and that's going to be very difficult to open the season with what they've got to face. 
Um, so good luck to them. Definitely going to be well tested by the second half of the year. Those young guys will not be young guys anymore because they'll have faced the, the, the best that they're going to see. Now, maybe not the most of the high-end talent. I'll let them sort it out with the school on 20th and Dodge, right, with Central. But probably the most complete team in OPS, if the season started tomorrow, would be the Vikings over there on 38th and Ames. Yep. You, you got the quarterback, Sebastian Serco, uh, 1,300 yards last year, 16 touchdowns, eight picks. Want to see the the, per, the completion percentage up go up a little bit here heading into his uh, junior year? Um, you, you've obviously you lose a guy like Tayshawn Porter last year. Yeah. Um, you got to find some answers in, in that backfield, especially the way with Coach Martin likes to run that offense. Uh, I mean, w with the pieces they've got, you almost think like you got to lean into more of an aired out, but that's not what they do. Uh, so we'll yeah, with guys like Titan Glassman yeah, and Champ I'm, Davis, exactly. Um, those guys. Uh, O'Neal is kind yeah. of a stud. He, I'll tell you what, Connor O'Neal worked out on us in seven-on-seven. Seven. A couple of big boy catches. One of the last few really good three-sport stars. Well, I won't say star. I'm not throwing that around loosely, but he hoops. He's good at basketball. He's good at baseball. He's good at football. He's a guy that will go from one practice, change gears, and go, gear and go put on another piece of gear. And there sometimes he'll do football, basketball, and baseball in the same day, especially in summer with Legion hoops. He'll start with football, go get some shots up with Coach Lichty and, and, and basketball, and then at night go play Legion baseball. Connor O'Neill is a throwback and a guy that's really come into his own. Yeah, Glassman is just a sophomore last year, 447 yards uh, through the air. Champ Davis as a freshman, 218 yards through the air, four touchdowns. Boy, boy does Champ look the part. He is – uh, his face has muscles, right? <laughs> he, he looks the part. Champ Davis is a stud. 259 kick return yards as well. Obviously, dynamic returner there. Uh, they've got linemen up front. DeAndre Harper uh, just committed. Um, got, got some guys coming back there. Defensive line. Samarius Henderson, yeah. you're obviously led by Tyson Terry. Yep. That is a big, big offensive line. Yeah. Terry led them in tackles last year or the Defensive linemen, 54 of them, 11 for loss, four sacks, two fumble recoveries. Again, commit, obviously committing Nebraska there. Samaris Henderson, big 300-pound uh, nose tackle there, 226 tackles, five and a half for loss. Uh, and then you've got, obviously, talent in the back end, too. You've got uh, Donovan Jones committing Nebraska, yeah. 42 tackles, uh, two picks, seven passes defense last year. Uh, Michael Johnson, uh, 53 tackles last year. Uh, had a pick, three pass defense. You got Nolan Venner at, at, at linebacker. Good player. Six tackles. Kind of flies under the radar. B.J. Lewis, at, uh, as a freshman last year, played a lot. 42 tackles, six and a half for loss, three and a half sacks, two fum forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. That's like have a line for a freshman yeah. linebacker. Yeah. So they got a lot of pieces coming back. Again, it's just a matter of, all right, kind of what does that running game look like and – how, how does Martin kind of take advantage of the talent available to him with kind of at the skill position? Yeah, I think that that's a team that's probably got to stay healthy from a depth standpoint, but front-end talent is, is, is pretty good. Central, you mentioned them, obviously, probably the biggest beneficiary of transfers this year because with the coaching changes, had a lot of guys yeah, coming Benson over there. Yeah, Benson basically <laughs> moved to Central. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, with Deshaun Prince, uh, obviously the wideout rep, hopefully, hoping to see him. Uh, on the field this year, healthy, able to play the full year. 
Uh, Kevon Newsom, one of the state's leading tacklers last year. See, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan. I think he's flying under the recruiting radar. He's sensational. Yeah, Newsom at quarterback got some experience. Yeah, BJ Newsom, so. who's gonna, just going to be yeah. a sophomore, yeah. right? Really got, got good arm talent. He's a dual two sport guy. He plays baseball. Elijah Wayne. K, uh, you got Harris on the, the outside. Offensive line. Yeah. So. They, they have, so individually, they have some really, really high end. High end. Harris is a stuff. I mean, they got a lot of really good players. We'll see how quickly they can kind of transition with all the new faces in new places. And listen, like the, the schedule, I think is manageable for them early on. I think they'll open with Northwest. They, they, then they get Gretna. They're at Lincoln High. They get a tough one at Elkhorn South. They're at home against North and Prep. And then they close with Papio, Benson, and Burke. Right? I like Papio. They got a chance to make some noise. But, I, I mean, this is, this is an interesting year one for Coach Mackey, Coach Muhammad, and those guys over at Central. Yeah. I'm running out of time here, so probably got to go rapid fire here. But uh, – who, who stands out to you from Lincoln? Uh, we talk, hit mostly on the Metro here with this. So uh, I, I think I'm going to start. I, I know Southeast is the easy choice. Kind of like Lincoln Southwest too, right? I think Carpenter's a fantastic player. They, they, they're battle-tested. Um, they got to figure out how to, who's taking snaps. But, lost quarterback, lost yeah. running back, and that pretty much was their entire yeah. offense last so, year, but they do have athletes. So I, that's the thing, yeah. right? I, they, that, was a, that was kind of a difficult team to prepare against, but I think it New will coach be – too, right? Yeah, yep. so I think it will be a southwest-southeast kind of battle, and that's no disrespect to east, right? It's yeah, guys like Dash Peter Bauman. Peter back to Dash Bauman. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, no. Grant no. Sam committed to Wyoming. Really good player. Yeah, so I think – Lincoln will be uh, will be very very interesting, but may not be as individually star studded as it was kind of a year ago. And Grand Island Carney, we'll get to you guys, I'm sure, at some point. I tell you what, forget you guys. Obviously, yeah, two well, of the better teams in the state last year. Oh, for sure. So. Uh, and both are on our schedule. Yep. Carney, much like hoops, better have your attention. I think that's I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be a good football team. A there really go. good football team. Give me an extra 10 minutes there and still got a lot that, uh, that we could have touched on. But we'll get to it as the season goes on. It's going to be a long season. Looking forward to maybe touch on some other classes next week and getting to previewing the, the week zero games and all that. But uh, football season is here. Yeah. Make sure we turn the corner. Yep. We, hey, we're here. We'll, f we'll make an announcement on kind of what the Figure schedule out, yeah. is going to be for when we can do NEB preps. But we won't miss a week. It'll be one of these days next week. It's Nebraska Preps Post Game. That's my man Jacob Padilla. I am ODB. We'll be back next week. A Herd at Sports Network production. <laughs>